Consequence Podcast Network. Bora hey, Iconic Army. Bora hey. We are so excited to talk to you all about Jungkook's album, Golden. Oh, yeah. So when the album came out at like 11 p.m. our time, of course, we stayed up for it, have to listen to it, have to immediately watch the music video for Standing Next to You. Mm-hmm. We love. We got the, the time video. and date right. We did. Time. We got it right this time. Yeah. No layover mishaps like we did with <laughs> Taehyung's album. So we got to watch it and we were like texting the entire time mm-hmm. that we were watching the music video. And then when we were also listening to the album we listened through it together for the Mm -hmm. first time and that was really great and really fun I love standing next to you first time watching through I will say initial impression of the song was not overwhelmed but like it's just so grand and theatrical and very I I don't want to say over the top but you know it is it is out there yeah. and it kind of gave me the same impression that I first had when I first watched Idol where I was almost like overstimulated like holy shit. I get that. Because there's so much going on. You hear the gorgeous vocal runs. You're like oh my god he looks fire. His outfit he looks so sexy. Incredible. The, the dancing is so powerful and intense and the shots, the camera work is all fantastic too and the gold lighting. It was just like a lot all at once Yeah, I think is my initial impression was like, holy shit, what just happened? Yeah. For me, all of that, yes. But also I was like, oh, this is golden. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is Jungkook's album. That grand, the gold lighting really stood out to me. And it's like, it made me really excited to dive into the rest of the album and Mm -hmm. to see the rest of the new songs that we hadn't heard yet, along with the the ones that we already love, like Seven. Mm -hmm. So we were texting so much about the album. And upon our first listen through, we had some mixed feelings, Mm -hmm. some songs we absolutely loved from the beginning and some that like honestly they took some time to grow on us Mm -hmm. but we really love where we're at with the album right now we've had the whole weekend to think about it and to listen to it before recording this episode yeah we've really absorbed it and we are so excited to get into it with y'all today What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. The expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks, and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Bryce. It's, it's actually a giant part. 
about my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Obers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're your hosts. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Your favorite informative fangirl podcast. All right. Today we're going to hang out for about an hour and we are going to talk about all of the songs on Golden. We're going to go from start to finish. We'll talk about all of the the production, the producers, songwriters. We'll get into the vibe and kind of the style of the songs. And then, of course, we'll dive into some lyric analysis as well. Yeah, totally. But before we get into it, we want to say thanks, Iconics, for being here and for all of your support. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our episode documents, our monthly virtual Iconic Hangouts, and our sound checks, please consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes, but any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you all for being here and for listening. Yes, thank you so much. So let's get into this album, Golden by Jungkook. And first, we want to just give a little bit of context to the creation of this album, just to preface the songs a bit. Um, So we did come across a press release about the song that kind of, or about the album that described um, the overall purpose of what the album is doing. So this is a quote from a Rolling Stone article that's linked in the document. It's by Emily Zemler. And it says that the press release, the press release notes that through the order of the tracks, Jungkook expresses the flow of emotions that follow the changes in relationships. The first half of the album introduces the songs with lighthearted melodies portraying someone falling in love, whereas the latter half lays out songs that feel heavier dealing with emotions following a breakup. So this is really insightful for what that overall context of the album is. And we really felt that as we listened through and kind of disseminated on the album as well. Yeah, it definitely follows that chorus of like falling in love, that romantic, great feelings you feel in a, in a relationship and then going and falling through like a breakup. Totally. And and coping after and coping, a breakup. Definitely. Mm-hmm. We also found out from that article that he's going to perform in his first solo concert songs from this album and other songs that he has in the set list on November 20th. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. So <laughs> we, cool. yeah, so we have that to look forward to. He also talked about it on Sutruta, on mm-hmm. his recent Sutruta episode. So he was excited about that he has a whole album that he and Yungi was talking to him about how he can really pick and choose which songs he wants to perform and how he wants to do it. So Ooh. I think he was excited in his preparation for it also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely looking forward to that. He's also going to be on Jimmy Fallon tonight when Mm -hmm. we're recording so uh we're probably going to follow up on the performances later on in another episode probably the next episode most definitely yeah so Jungkook was also interviewed by GQ magazine and in this article they asked you once said in an interview with your BTS bandmate J-Hope that when it came to your future as an artist you wanted to make music to span genres is golden about you trying out different personas 
And his response was, I just wanted to try diverse genres and styles and work on my own sound. As of now, that is still my goal. I want to work on different stories. On the other hand, when the moment comes that when I do want to share my story, I do think it'll be a song with honest lyrics that I want to share with my fans. So I think this really gives us some good perspective on just like the songs and kind of his intention with this album, like what he really was, what his goal was and what he wanted to focus on, which we feel is his strong vocal ability. He really wanted to try different sounds, which we for sure see in all of these songs. We've got ballads, we've got pop hits, we've got funky, groovy, kind of Michael Jackson sounding Mm -hmm. songs like big band. There's definitely a lot of genres and he really suits all of it you know I feel like he really does dip into a lot of different sounds in this album and so I think he executed that well and I appreciate you know him talking about the lyrics and him not really being any credited for any of the production of the songwriting Mm -hmm. and that just wasn't really a goal right now for him and that he said that maybe down the road he wants to share his story but that's not what's happening really with Golden lyrically at least. I mean I want to go back to what you said about him and working on his own sound like Mm -hmm. his answer in that because just being a major goal to develop like who am I as Jungkook as an artist you know like Mm -hmm. what is my musical style and sounds like I feel like with Young, like he didn't have that question about mm-hmm. himself. He knew his musical style and sound that he, well, like we talked about with Layover, he probably wanted to make that album for years and years and years. He knew that he wanted to do something jazzy. And Jungkook, with this album, he really is just trying to explore and find his sound of what he wants to do. And that's like a, a huge task, yeah. you know, just by itself. And on top of that, he's, you know, committed to doing an album fully in English too. It would be a lot to also be like, now produce everything now write all the lyrics you right, know right. that'd be a, a lot and so I do appreciate the insight and in that and that he does intend to write lyrics of his own solo work later on once mm-hmm. he really knows what he wants to say like I appreciate taking your time to also know what you want to say and how you want to share it right yeah, yeah. and he, he's just he's just not there right now so this song just kind of talking through it now it seems like this album is an exploration for him of finding his his sound his sound yeah yeah. another question in this gq article says you've experienced such monumental success with bts what does success look like for you as a solo artist and he replied i don't think success is determined by other people's perspectives just experiencing self-satisfaction being happy experiencing difficulties and being frustrated i think in all of those moments success is always mixed in with it for me instead of chasing success It's enough to be satisfied. And I really love this, especially with the follow-up question, which was, are you satisfied with this album? And he said, I am satisfied. I do have some things I wish I had done, but I did my best. You could think of it like that. And this really made me think of what he spoke about on Sutruta with Yoongi also with this album about how it was interesting, the editing too. It kind of cut away to Yoongi and to Young, who had joined randomly at the time. Of course he did, Taehyung forever. But it seemed like when Jungkook was speaking about his satisfaction of the album or if he would have done anything differently that he maybe got a bit choked up, maybe a bit emotional Mm -hmm. and they cut away for just to be kind to him. But maybe he does feel regretful that he wasn't sure what to say that's how it really came across to me and he wasn't sure what lyrics he would want to do especially wanting to do an album fully in English and reach that western market even more like it would be even more challenging to come up with those lyrics like to express yourself honestly 
obviously in a completely different language language, totally yeah and so I do think that he probably does feel guilty about that and feels remiss that that's not something that he could bring with this album but I think at the same time he feels incredibly satisfied with the album because he put in a ton of hard work in so many other areas to really make it incredible I think that's where I have the appreciation for him and this album and what he's done is that yeah he might be feeling a little dissatisfied that he didn't work on the lyrics and he didn't help with the production and creation of the songs but like in every other category of what makes a song great he excelled he exceed he exceeded all expectations in terms of vocal ability and his delivery in the songs but now even with some of the performances the choreography and his stage presence and charisma Mm -hmm. is just off the charts like he is putting in so much effort and hard work and so I just feel like if he had to kind of not work on the lyrics and production as much at least all of that hard work is going towards the sound the the vocals and the passion um, towards that yeah the recording that he did it sounds like the recording process he worked so diligently to make sure it sounded perfect yeah Totally. Mm -hmm. He really made all of these songs his own. Like that's what we're going to really feel and see as we start to work through this album is that no, he didn't write these or produce these, but he made them his own and Jungkook himself comes through it's Mm -hmm. not the writers and producers Mm -hmm. that are coming through here in these songs you can tell these are his songs and that like he really picked these out he curated and in a way he produced the album just by knowing I want that song that's the sound I want that's the song I want and just being so confident and determined in those choices that he made Um, and really immersing himself into the music even though someone else wrote it he really put himself into the song he inserted himself and fully absorbed the meaning of the the song and just was able to provide such an excellent delivery yeah I feel that with these songs for sure I do too yeah and that I mean to your point earlier too as English as a second language for him like to even really internalize the songs in that way to be able to convey the passion and Mm -hmm. the emotion that he does in these songs is really incredible Mm -hmm. to be singing in a completely different language than what you're totally used to right so yeah like major kudos to Jungkook and I will say that like we like really struggled at first with the disappointment of him not writing or producing on any of these songs yeah Um, when the other members at least with their solo albums what we've seen is they've had more of a a hand in the actual Mm -hmm. making of the music Mm -hmm. but for all of these reasons that we discuss it's really very understandable that why he didn't and why he chose to put his attention elsewhere in Mm -hmm. the album and I think that it doesn't take away from the success of the album because it's still it's still making of the music right I I felt like even after I said that I was like he still was involved in the making of the music he's crucial he's the he's the essential element of it he is the voice yeah Yeah. he's the voice yeah and I think it's huge just watching Sutrata and talking about him picking out the songs or like how he how Andrew Watt just pitched standing next to you after he had recorded seven Mm -hmm. and he was like immediately I love this song this is so me Mm -hmm. and it is so him and how he went home learned it that night and recorded it the next fucking morning right that one I mean like he the diligence the the diligence the passion the dedication Mm -hmm. the hard work and the talent just to be able to pull that off so talented so talented Mm -hmm. and also just proves like how much he loves this music yeah 
Yeah. No one else could sing standing next to you. No one else. No one else could sing Please. it. The song was for him. Yeah. It's so yeah. for him. Yeah. So I really feel like this album is so Jungkook. I'm it feeling it's very authentically yeah. him, regardless of like how much of a role he had in the lyrics, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into all of the track lists here. So for Golden, it starts off with 3D featuring Jack Harlow. So for producers and songwriters on this song, we have Michael Tucker, David Stewart, Jack Harlow, and Blood Pop. So we're not really going to talk about this song in this episode. If you want to hear our thoughts and just kind of our dive into the lyrics for the 3D, you can check out episode 225, Champagne Confetti, and we cover all things 3D in that. Uh, we will say we wish that they had included the alternate version on this album as well it's not here which I find very interesting we had talked about we see seven that has both the original version and the clean version with Lotto so we're just kind of curious why the alternate version wasn't included on Golden but it is what it is yeah I mean we would appreciate it we would love it we would love it but it is it is not here so you can still listen to it in the single version yeah Okay, moving on to the second song of the album, Closer to You, and this is featuring Major Lazer. Major Lazer is a Caribbean or a Jamaican, Jamaican-American DJ trio. Um, they've had many, many major hits, but they brought a lot of the tropical Caribbean Jamaican influence to this song. And you hear it, yeah. And you really hear it. I mean, I think that's like a major tropical vibe. Other writers and producers were Gregory Alde Hine, Jordan Douglas, Curtis Wells, Tyshane Thompson, Emmerich Boxel, Jameson Bacon, Thomas Wesley Pence, DJ Tate James, Diplo, LeClaire, and Maystick. I'm sure that three of those people are major laser. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyways, so they, all of these people came together to bring the super tropical vibe, very breezy with like a deep bass line, Mm -hmm. you know, carries you through the whole time, enjoyable listen there, electronic, they have this like electronic sound that's going on in the back that kind of sporadically plays throughout too. It gives yeah, a little bit of like, interest to the song, right? Doo. Yeah, you'll just hear it throughout. Yeah, right. It adds a it it adds even more of that tropical element too. Like I don't know. Yeah. To me, it's very like where I go mentally is I want to be in a swimsuit at night on yeah. a beach 
at a club, you yeah. know, like dark club totally. on the beach, vibing. Yeah. That's Warm, where the sweaty song bodies, dancing, vibing, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Warm outside with a little bit of a breeze. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Yeah. And Jungkook's vocals, they're just so breathy and light and airy. He has a real nice timbre and tone. Even with those like deeper vocals that he has, it has such a nice tone to it. There's a switch up that happens in the second verse. I know, Kayla, you really like that part yeah. of the song. Mm-hmm. I do. I think it's really great because it just it gives more of a build to the song mm-hmm. that the chill tropical vibe didn't have as much. But when he switches up like kind of his rhythm mm-hmm. in the second verse, I really enjoy it. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah, the song catching. does have a consistency in terms of the rhythm. Yeah. At the bridge, we really enjoy his vocal delivery because it has a little bit more of a punch to it because when he sings this part, it's very rhythmic and to the beat. And it's just like if his words could be dancing is what it feels like. Yes. You know? Oh my God. Yeah. It's it really rolls off the tongue. And so I just love that delivery on his part. Like I feel like I haven't really heard him get so rhythmic with his right. vocals like Ever. that. Ever. And yeah. I feel like I can visualize him dancing along with it at the same time. Uh-huh. Like I'm imagining the choreo. I'm imagining mm-hmm. the performance in Seoul. Mm-hmm. Like yes, Jungkook. Yeah. He totally like I love his delivery in it, that bridge it there. It sounds like his voice is really truly an inch being an instrument yeah. there. Which is like to me I think that's like top tier vocal musician of what they try to do is like see how many different ways they can utilize their Mm -hmm. voice and Mm -hmm. that's totally what Jungkook is doing here yeah yeah Yeah. oh and just lastly with that breathy kind of light you know voice airy voice that he has there is some kind of sexy temptation sound to this song with that like it feels very like Ooh, like I see you across yes. the room. Like come, yes. come to me. Like very flirty, kind of sed- seductive in a way. Totally. And I feel like that perfectly leads us into talking about the lyrics a little bit mm-hmm. because I feel like that's really what this song is about. Is yeah. like tempting each other, you know, trying to make eyes across the room and maybe meet in the middle and right. then you dance <laughs> and then you fall in love and whatever. Yeah. This song is really about becoming deeply infatuated with someone. There's a very much deep desire to be around this person. There's a very strong attraction. Like this song is all about like that pure physical attraction Uh and just the need to be as close as possible to this person yeah Yeah. they feel it in the air you know they just feel pulled to this person and yeah a lot of really sexy like symbolism with the lyrics like talking about silk and you know Mm -hmm. like just things that make you think sensual vibes one of the lyrics that I really like is in the second verse when he says take you like my last breath like that real like desperation to take Mm -hmm. a deep inhale like he needs to like breathe them in right oh, like that's how close they want to be that's how passionate he's feeling in this totally. moment totally yeah seeing her in this silk dress yeah yeah very he's just seductive. so infatuated right yeah. very seductive I love the lyrics I feel like there's not too much more to them but mm-hmm. I do like them for what they are me too yeah yeah so next is Seven featuring Lotto, and this is the explicit version that comes at the beginning of this album here. Um, we had talked about this song already at length. Definitely go check out episode 218, where it's titled Seven Days a Week. We talk about lyrics, produ- production, songwriters, all that there. So after Seven is Standing Next to You. So for producers and songwriters for this song, we have Andrew Watt, Henry Walter, Ollie Thompson. 
Tomposi, John Bellion, and Circuit. And so these are some familiar names like Andrew Watt and Henry Walter both have heavily worked on Olive Golden. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of songs that they've worked on. And we see some Circuit too in the past. Yes, yeah. yes, we've seen Circuit and John Bellion too. So we definitely see a lot of these uh, producers and songwriters. But Standing Next to You is like the hit track that came out with the release of Golden because I mean when 7 and 3D were released like especially 7 were like damn like I can't believe like that didn't get released as like the hit track of the the album of the album right right? because it's so catchy it's so good right but then you hear Standing Next to You and you see just how grand and like you were saying like Standing Next to You really embodies Golden Mm -hmm. with its sound its production its grandness Mm -hmm. yeah totally so it's perfect it's perfect it's perfect so from production and vibe it's very 80s very MJ we got a lot of Michael Jackson kind of influence here Mm -hmm. it sounds very MJ like we're saying, it's extravagant. It's grand. It is golden. I feel like even some of that golden symbolism with like the strong brass instruments. Totally, that are it's in so the intentional. Yes, yeah. yes, the brass. Oh, it's it's loud. It's theatrical. The it's dr- look at me. It is very look at me. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. <laughs> truthfully, it can we excellent. praise it enough? I don't yeah. think we can. No, I don't think we like, can. Like really, the drums are also banging, man. Like the drums are going off. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, there's also some synths in there after what I love to, to just kind of add to the dimension of the song is like, yes, we have this like big band brass, like breaks where it's really hitting hard and then it'll drop off and then it goes to the seventies, eighties, funky guitar, yeah. this funky bass and oh, guitar yeah. that it's you're like, chunky. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I oh. love it. So fucking good. I like, there is nothing else that the production could be giving that it isn't already giving. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Every element of it, the build of the song. Oh, oh, it's so... The build, the groove, the Mm. funk, the vocal runs. It's just... Oh, it's, it's everything. Fantastic. It's fantastic. It is, it is golden. It is excellent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really, I love it as a title track of the song. Mm-hmm. I love that from Sutruta found out that like when he got it, when he had seven, he had recorded both of these songs with Andrew Watt, mm-hmm. and he had not made the decision on which was going to be the title, which is like the pre-release single or whatever. But like after really recording the song, he knew it mm-hmm. had to be this song. It had to be. Um. And I'm, I'm what a great choice. Did. Yes. Yeah. Taste. Taste. Also, here I'm thinking, like, Jungkook is trying to, like, find out what's his solo music sound, and I feel like him and Andrew Watt make a great fucking team. Like, Seven and Standing Next to You, like, really, really incredible songs, like, Mm -hmm. where it feels like Jungkook, and his vocals are on point, but the production is up to his level. Mm -hmm. Like, he's such an incredible, talented artist that Mm -hmm. the production has to be able to support that, and can't, like, take away from what he can Mm -hmm. be and his ability, and man, these two songs... With Andrew Watt? Hype America, you hear that? Yeah, come on, Hype America. <laughs> Scooter Braun, are you listening? <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah, I think this song is very hype. It's very feel-good. It's, like, super just, like, hopeful of, like, there's not a doubt in my mind that you're going to fall in love with me. We're going to mm-hmm. be together. And it feels like you're just, like, strutting down the town with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, hella confident, very great confident, outfit. Yeah. Out in the town. Yeah. yeah. No bad feelings. No bad feelings. Mm-hmm. Just not a cloud in the sky. Yeah. I just, like, his vocal ability is insane. First listen through of this song, I was floored. Mm-hmm. Like, he's showcased 
showcasing every single element of what he can do with his voice in the song. Yeah. And I think that was his goal. Yep. He has runs and trills all over the place. He goes into falsetto. At the same time, he has like powerhouse belting. I feel like he's showing his full vocal range at the same time. And like, I mean, I just like to give a specific moment. Verse two, like the, the vocals of the sun and the moon riff. The sun and the moon. Oh. oh my god it just really kind of catches you off guard yes. first time listening through and it just stand like you're saying his vocals are just being showcased and yeah like of course the song is grand and fantastic but like those those vocal runs the the belting the vocal belting that he does you're just like Oh my God. Like, I think everyone is floored. Listening. Yeah. No one could listen to that song and not like that song. Like, it doesn't matter if you're army or not. Like, you would be insanely impressed by the vocals alone. Yeah, and on like, top of that, it's this incredible production, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even if you don't like the song, just hearing the vocals, you have to be like, well, damn. Yeah, you know? right. Like, I think anyone would be stopped in their tracks, be like, shit. I feel like even if you hated BTS yeah. and you heard those vocals, mm-hmm. you'd be like, well, I got to give it to them. Yeah, you know? right. Exactly. Like, for real. Like, undeniably phenomenal vocals. Totally. Mm-hmm. Completely. So lyrically for this song, it's really showing a lot of pride and confidence in your love. And what really stood out with this song is that there seems to be like little pieces of lyrics that seem very reminiscent of kind of the 70s, 80s time frame Mm -hmm. or also a little bit of just BTS reference. So like he ends up saying survive in it, which makes me think of I will survive, Mm -hmm. which goes to that kind of 70s, 80s kind of style. The mention of DNA makes us think of BTS's DNA. Immediately. Of course, of course. He also talks about Afterglow, which makes us think of... It's like a callback to Seven. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, that is definitely a callback to Seven. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, he says funk and slow in the lyrics, too, which I think is just the song itself is very Mm -hmm. funky Mm -hmm. um, with some of the bass line. Also, just as you're saying that, it makes me think of Dynamite, like funk and soul. Ooh, yeah. 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 I I did feel like the lyrics really felt like familiar in a Mm. good way. Like, not in a anything has been said before, but just in like a... I don't know if that was intentional, but it definitely comes off that way. It feels... I mean... I, I feel like Andrew Watt and Jungkook have created a really good synergy in yeah. the way they work together. And I think he probably has a good ear and a good mind for like who Jungkook and BTS are and Maybe like what type of music he could offer up to them that would fit. You it know? definitely comes off that way. Yeah, yeah, it really does. I think he's thoughtful about it. Like mm-hmm. he saw Jungkook recording seven and he was like, I have another idea for you. This song mm-hmm. I've been working on for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I really love the lyrics where like you were talking about that this song is all about showing your pride and your confidence in love like we'll survive the test of time they can't deny our love they can't divide us like these are so mm-hmm. powerful about like we are so strong we're meant to be and I just love that vibe deep like DNA deep like DNA mm-hmm. yeah and this is also a song because of the lyrics like I know that the whole album is intended to be like a love, like a getting together and then a breakup. But this song, I feel, could be interpreted as like like a connection, like, a, you know, friendship or army BTS or, right. you know, like just because some of these lyrics harken back for us to other things, it's hard to not feel that way, too. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yes, we are deep like DNA, you Ex- know. Except for, that, <laughs> except for that second verse where he's talking about like afterglow and leave your body golden like the sun and the moon. Like, yeah, that's not there the... is some sexual innuendos in this song. But yes. Jin's moon. 
Oh no! no sorry. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> no, but yeah, that there's. Religion I think there. along with all of that, there is totally many sexual innuendos yeah. in in this song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, phenomenal song, absolutely phenomenal. And I will say, like, I just like the sound at the end of the chorus when he said. When he says, take it off, you know, the yeah, I just like sonically sounds good to me. So good. It's such a great build to it. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into Yes or No. This was written and produced by Blake Slatkin, Henry Walter, Ed Sheeran, Johnny McDade, Andrew Watt, and Circuit. So Ed Sheeran on this song and Andrew Watt again as well. I just have to say, I love this song. Like immediately, first time listening through, like first two lines of hearing the song, I was like, I love it. I'm sold. Mm -hmm. It's a great vibe. It's just like a perfect kind of, it gives like okay first of all it does remind me of other songs I know Mm -hmm. and I think that's what I like about it but I think it's still a unique song in its Mm -hmm. own right but there's rhythm and cadence that gives like confessions part two by Usher Mm -hmm. and then like like the chorus gives me major like Jesse McCartney 2006 beautiful soul like that male pop R&B vibe of that era it totally is giving me all of that and I'm I'm eating it up I love it. I, you guys heard me on the 3D episode like I was a Justin Timberlake girl like that type of vibe I'm so here for and I feel like this leans a little bit more like heartthrobby but I'm sold like I'm falling in love it with Jungkook. It is Jungle. very heartthrobby yeah. but it has it has that early 2000s poppy R&B kind of like you were saying with like 3D and stuff but like right. absolutely hitting the nail on the head when you say Jesse McCartney like that that really is what the song is giving and I don't think you're alone. I have seen a lot of armies and there's been a lot of iconic who are posting about the song because they love Yes or No so, so much. And I think there is that that kind of familiar, familiarity yeah. in it that comes off maybe a little nostalgic, I suppose. Yeah. It's kind of like a little comfort, like, ooh, yes. Like, even though it sounds maybe a bit familiar, that it's still its own song and it's Jungkook singing it now. So it's just, right. you know, it's how could you not love Jungkook. it? Right. 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 And he executes it so perfectly. Yeah. I was not a big fan of this style of music I guess like that kind of R&B early 2000s like never was a Justin Timberlake girly never really listened to Justin McCartney or I think you had talked about you feel like it should be in a Cinderella story yes with with, uh Hilary Duff yeah 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 like I don't even think I've seen that movie oh my goodness I know it I know what? I know. What the fuck? We're watching that movie ASAP. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen that. Yeah. Chad Michael Murray? Yeah. What? I, I know. What? I know. Oh, it's a crime. This is a crime. Yeah. But okay. I'm just saying, like, I was, I I just wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't get that kind of nostalgic feel. Right. But I will say, like, my main criticism is that I just feel like I've heard the song before or I've, a similar song. Like, it yeah. sounds familiar but it's not ever been a it's just not my personal taste in music I guess is the best way to put it yeah right um so I definitely think it's very catchy and when it comes on I'm definitely singing along to the chorus and the hook and I think it's an excellent radio song I definitely feel like it's an excellent radio song that so many people could love yeah I want to listen to this car in the radio windows down driving like it's just such a good vibe yeah yeah 
I just love it. I'll sing along to it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really ever skip it, but yeah. I just, it's not one of my favorites. No, it's on not the album, a skippable and I think it's song. just personal taste. I at least appreciate you saying that. It's yeah. not skippable. Like, it's just, not skippable. just don't skip it. No, I'm because not it's it. so good. Yeah. Even if it's not one of your favorites, I can be okay as long as you're not skipping Pe- it. But yeah. Yeah. And I just, people really love it. Yeah. People I really, really, really love, love it. it. Like, like my sister, Brittany, she's like, yes or no, is like her favorite song on the album yeah I will eventually Brittany and I together will eventually (laughs) convince you to truly love this song because like I yes it does lean more towards the style of music that I listened to growing up and so yeah it does bring that nostalgia and that comfort while listening but I think it's just genuinely a good song like on its own without Mm -hmm. hearkening back to things previously like it's just a good song like it is you know the production is great the the lyrics are awesome and Jungkook's vocal delivery is really wonderful I really enjoy it the mm-hmm. entire time like like kind of what you said earlier like now it's Jungkook like hearing this style of music from Jung Jungkook yeah. like you know like, like dream come true dream come true yeah. like I just love him so much and yeah I mean it totally takes me back to a time in my life just from the style when I was like crushing on boys for the first time and like just yeah. making great memories and so of course I love that and it makes me happy when I listen but like and I think it's what makes the song stand out on the album yeah. I think it's a standout song on the album really because because, because I feel of like, that sound. Yeah, it has mm-hmm. that sound. It's really hopeful and upbeat. And yeah, it just gives me like the feelings of like the spark of a relationship mm-hmm. or, you know, just being in love Very and blissful. Good. Like mm-hmm. what's better than being in love? This is like that falling in love. You and your beautiful soul. I love it. Right. <laughs> you and your beautiful soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, so just a little bit about these lyrics is like Jungkook here is laying his heart on the line, saying he's ready and wants to be with someone asking if they want to be with them or with him and he's really courting them like he's trying to win them over he's trying to stand out over everyone else and personally I just have to shout out the bridge in this song like Mm -hmm. if I haven't talked enough about how incredible his vocals are like the bridge is like the perfect place to highlight it because Mm -hmm. he has these incredible vocal runs on you and do and it's just so addictive and Mm -hmm. like he's saying there's magic in the room tell me what are we gonna do and like I feel like this is when we're falling in love Uh like just completely like by the end of the song we're into it both of us and I'm just obsessed I love it so much yeah Yeah. I love the questioning of are we falling in love say yes or no right yes or no yeah 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 it's great consent king again yes yeah (laughs) Okay, so the next song on the album is Please Don't Change featuring DJ Snake. So for producers and songwriters, we have William Grinking Banks and Ranks, I guess. Uh, Audio, Marchant, Yannick, Rostago. Uh, Zachary Raymond and then of course DJ Snake so for the production and vibe of this song again we have that tropical sound it sounds very similar to Closer to You but this one has more of a house mix it's a little bit more EDM Um, so DJ Snake is particularly known for EDM trap and dubstep music so you definitely hear that influence in the production of this song Um, there is kind of like a whistle with the song which makes it a little bit more unique too Mm -hmm. and stand out from closer to you but again these vocals are they have that more lighter airy feel to them too it sounds very nice very pretty pretty especially in like the pre-chorus so 
we love this song and we feel like this song is a ba- like a balance I guess to closer to you mm-hmm. they have very kind of similar genres in terms of that kind of more tropical yeah sound. I will say like you kind of brought this up earlier they sound a bit too similar to yeah. be on the same album yeah I would um, say so sometimes you're kind of like wait is this one please don't change is it closer like am I yeah. on the happy part or the sad part of the album you yeah. know yeah like the vibes are super super similar and like especially listening through the album in order the first time like it really stuck out about how close they were Mm -hmm. and how similar in genre they were yeah but that's the main critique about the production but like the song itself sounds great yeah it sounds good um yeah the the lyrics are really talking about living in the fast lane and how hard it can be to escape the camera or the limelight and maybe trying to just like get away maybe like live off the grid some and escape a little bit um I will say, like, I do have a critique for this song lyrically. Like, I'm really big on lyrics, and so I really feel like the the chorus and the main hook of the song kind of let me down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was a, a bit uncreative with the repetitiveness of, yeah, I love you, yeah, I love you, yeah, I love you. Like, it just felt like you could, they could have said something else. They Maybe a little bit more. Right? right. And just saying, don't change because I love you just the way you are. Like, that's not saying, like, you're amazing just the way you are that's like how you are right now how I see you don't change from that to me like it's not necessarily a positive thing to to suggest to someone and it made me think about Namjoon's change part two Mm -hmm. from his Indigo album where he's like things change people change everyone change Mm -hmm. and this is just like working in complete opposite of that of like don't change um so I don't know I don't know how I felt about the lyrics of this song personally and I did feel like they were a little uncreative yeah but to kind of counter that and I just cannot think of it right now but there is a song on Indigo where Namjoon actually does talk about being with someone who kind of gets caught up in the limelight Mm -hmm. and you know it's kind of off-putting and they it kind of changes the person that, you know, they end up separating or they end up going their different ways because right. they're so caught up in the fast life. And I feel that this song might be kind of adding to that a little bit too of like, don't become egocentric or caught up in those fancy parts of life. It's a little bit of a caution. Yeah. Please don't change. Yeah. Because of this. That's probably a bit of a better interpretation mm-hmm. on it for sure. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Overall, like this song, like it's a good sounding song, but it's just, it's not one of my favorites. Yeah. And I feel like it kind of, it kind of blends in or maybe it goes a little unnoticed yeah. when I listen through. Yeah. It's, a, it goes a little bit by the wayside yeah. and I could, when I'm listening to the whole album, like in order or on shuffle, it could kind of go unnoticed as I listen to the other songs that I like more or that stand out yeah, more. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So next we have Hate You. So for producers and songwriters, we have Henry Walter, Peter Rycroft, Scott Harris, and Sean Mendez and Circuit. So this song has Sean Mendez on it. So production and vibe, you know, this song is very much a sad, soft ballad. We hear these very repetitive piano chords throughout and you know you really feel the pain that Jungkook is feeling in the delivery of this song. There's parts too where there's this vocal overlay during the chorus and it kind of gives this choral effect. It sounds like there's a there's a choir singing almost. Yeah but it's just a choir of Jungkook. It's just Jungkook. It's a choir of Jungkook exactly and because of that it has this 
hauntingness to it. It's mm-hmm. very hauntingly beautiful, hauntingly sad. Kind of feels like, you know, he's being haunted by this relationship and the love that you still have for this person, but knowing that this relationship isn't good anymore. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I like that haunting quality that you're speaking about, I feel like is coming through in his vocals the whole time. Right. Um like he he really brings this emotion through on this song that he hadn't been able to display yet in the album even though this half of the album started to lean a little bit more sad I think in the last song it started going that route right this is this is like where you really feel it this is where it hits this is where it hits hard this is the breakup and he took that opportunity to sound so sad heartbroken like at the end of the song you can almost hear like a little quiver in his voice on those last few lines um and like Hearing this is what really made me realize how much Jungkook internalized the songs on this album as he put it together mm-hmm. and how much that delivery of real authentic emotion and understanding what that song meant to him as an artist really mattered to him. Right. Bethany, you brought up earlier that like one of Namjoon's earlier criticisms about Jungkook during the Euphoria days was that he didn't bring enough passion and emotion. Technically, vocally, he sounded incredible, but he needed to bring through some more emotion into that. And I feel like hearing this song and thinking about this entire album, Jungkook has really, really grown in that area of bringing the emotion through. And it's just a testament to how hard of a worker he is and like the... How naturally skilled he is too. Like, you know, I don't know if he really had a vocal director directing him on how to sing these songs. I think he taught himself and had a vision of how he wanted to sound. I mean, he would leave the studio and go home and do the work on his own of just deciding how do I want to sing this? What do I want to bring into it? And definitely when you're working with a producer in the studio they're gonna say hey I think you should try it maybe a little bit more this way or that way but what we remember from all of like the seven behinds with Andrew Watt is that Jungkook would hear direction one time and would apply it yeah, like to and we perfection. got to see that with Seven and just, it was fantastic. Right. Yeah, he, he nailed it every time. Totally. And I'm pretty sure on stage for Ta, he talked about like when he went in to go record, like he did it within a, in a matter of like an hour or so. Right. Whereas like for reference, like you had said, Young, it took him like three days. Yeah, Taehyung on the most recent Sutra Ta episode after Jungkook said, yeah, five songs in one week, three hour studio sessions, Taehyung said, I spent three days on one song. Right. Like, yeah. So it just shows like... I mean, Yoongi said, well, everyone works at a different pace that doesn't really dictate like your talent or whatever, mm-hmm. or your ability, but it just shows Jungkook's like determination and like the level the type of performer he is the phenomenal musician and vocalist he is to be able to like he's a phenomenal singer his his vocal talent is incredible like what he's able to do and apply I guess we a good way to kind of look at it just thinking about it is like you can have a really really great like flutist or violinist you know someone who plays the violin and they could be so skilled and like go to Juilliard and stuff but like they're not the ones writing the music that they play right um his voice is his main instrument, right. you know, and he's so skillful in it. Right, and those musicians, like a, a a flutist that really is the top of their class maybe, right? Mm-hmm. They bring through all of that passion and that emotion and convey the real meaning of these songs through their performances. And I feel like that's a great way to relate to what Jungkook is doing here yeah. in this album. Yeah. Um, he really, I mean, he brings through a high degree of emotion and passion in this song. We see it in all these other songs Mm -hmm. and like even thinking back to like standing next to you like super charismatic in his performances 
Ugh. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, like, this is really, like, I at least the first listen through on this album and listening to this song, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, With Jungle, you, yeah. Yeah, he's really bringing it and he's giving us every emotion that he can mm-hmm. and executing. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. So, lyrics for Hate You. You know, it's a really sad breakup song and it's about a relationship that simply didn't work out. You know, in the lyrics, it talks about, yeah, this person didn't do anything unforgivable. Like, they didn't cheat or tell lies or be deceitful, but the relationship just simply wasn't meant to be. And the song talks about how it would maybe be easier to move on if something bad had happened, like an event had happened. And, you know, it would give you a a reason to kind of hate the person or have, you know, a disdain for this person. Right. And it would make the breakup a little bit easier, you know, but there's no, there truthfully is no hate. There is no distaste for this person. No animosity. And he can't even like muster it up he's singing a whole song to try to yeah Yeah. and even like in the second verse at the end he said I'm still in love for what it's worth just knowing honestly like you really cannot even hate this person yeah you still have so much love and I mean that's the pain of a breakup truthfully I feel like this song really in the lyrics and in the production brought through that pain that you know we've all felt before yeah So the next song on the album is Somebody. Let's get into it. This was written and produced by John Bellion, Alan Ritter, Johan Rosa. And as far as the production and vibe, I only have one critique for this song and the rest is absolute praise. And it's just the very beginning, the mixing done on his voice. Jungkook starts in like a low register, but there's like this effect added to his voice. And like... It doesn't sound like him. Not like the first time when I was listening, I had to restart the song because I was like, was that Jungkook? Does there, is there a feature on this song? Because it, it did not sound like him. Now, two lines into the song, it's Jungkook. It's so brief. You know, it's so brief. It's so brief. It's so brief. I just wish that they hadn't done that mixing like that. I think that's a production issue. Like the rest of the song is incredible and Jungkook's vocals are perfection the rest of the time. I just had, that's my one, my one criticism. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have an issue with it. You love the entire song. I love the entire song. Bethany's been raving about this whole song like all day. I... I didn't realize how much I really liked the song until, like, I mean, first time listening through, I really liked it, but it's one of those songs that the more I've listened to it, the more I love it even more. Um, I had that similar kind of initial thought of, like, was that Jungkook? You know, I had to go back and, like, re-listen because it sounded so different. But we had talked about with Jimin and Set Me Free Part 2, there's also parts in that song where you're like, is that Jimin? You know, is that, it didn't sound like him. And it's because of that kind of production value, that mixing on the voice. I don't know. Well, Jimin set me free. It also continued in the second verse. And we had said it was like a stylistic auto-tune choice. That was like Mm -hmm. a whole style of the song. Whereas with this song, after those like first two lines, that's gone. Because the song starts off like very hollowed out. And the song, it, to me, it creates the build of the song. It starts in this very low, very low, hollowed out place. And as the song builds, Jungkook's vocals become more clear and his register isn't low anymore and becomes more into that register, that higher register that we know for him to sing in. So mm-hmm. I think it's just an effect. Yeah. And I love it. Like, it it has an impact for me. For me, it has 
it works well. I love the effect of, you know, this kind of lower register and having his voice come out of this very muffled, hollowed out sound into bringing it up back in bringing it up an octave and then he's in his normal register that we're very familiar with and Mm -hmm. his voice just sounds very clear and pristine it sounds even more pristine because we've heard it be so distorted at the beginning yeah I just love the effect anyways in terms of just like more of the production and vibe he has like in the song there's this percussion beat that really drives the melody and it reminds me of like a steel drum or a xylophone and If you guys know me, I love Strange, the song Strange, which also has that kind of similar percussion that gave me a little bit of steel drums vibe too, or kind of like a xylophone. So I just love that, that rhythm that goes through and it's following the melody. And then there's also the super, super nasty bass line that I just, mm, I think is fire. It sounds so freaking good in the song. And then there's also these really pretty like string scents that especially come in like the second half of the song as it starts to build. These string scents are playing and then you hear them a lot towards the end. And especially at the end, it gives me almost like P-Dog when he uses scents, like very similar, kind of reminiscent of P-Dog style. Um, But overall, it has a really great house beat, very like house music for his voice, there's a lot of passion. He has gorgeous vocal runs too. But I think what I love about this song is that there's a little bit of angst to it. There's a little bit of like that disdain that was lacking and like hate you and stuff. This is like the part of the breakup of like, oh, I hope you find somebody else, you know, like mm-hmm. a little bit of we're going our separate ways. I'm moving on, you know, and it also has this very like, dark pop kind of feel like dark poppy and you know it's not quite like fake love but similar kind of that angst feel and I guess I like angsty songs Mm -hmm. I had talked about with uh uh Young's album I'm like man he's just too forgiving like where's the angst where's the where's the rage you know um and we get a little bit of that here in somebody so sonically sonically I feel like this song is perfect that's how I feel. <laughs> I like I still really feel the same way about the first couple lines of the song, That's but the fine. rest of it I love, uh-huh. especially as we get into the second verse. I think the production really takes off into being super interesting. That's where you really notice, wow, that that awesome beat is continuing the awesome bass line. I love when the the stringy synths come in and there's even like these little like chimes that are kind of floating in the top that give me a little bit of like a like an indie vibe and I'm I just really I really enjoy the production especially Mm -hmm. as we get into the song Mm -hmm. and then what really sold me on this song was the lyrics like once I started to as like over the weekend listening to this album so much more and just like hearing the lyrics driving around the car like they would along with the production hit so hard Mm -hmm. like I was like oh fuck yeah like Mm -hmm. I think that there's a great like lyrical play of visualization of driving in verse one of just kind of like how you you're driving around your thoughts are racing I think that that's not only relatable but just like a great way that they got into the song yeah like you're on these back roads driving you know emotions are maybe a little high and the confusion and everything that you're feeling at the time Mm -hmm. totally Um, and then I think even though verse 
verse two here on this song is really short. I'll be bold enough to say I think verse two is one of the best on the album just because of its impact. Like I do really feel like the production is built to such a point that then the emotion that comes through in the lyrics is just incredible. Like I love when he says so much, there's so much damage that going through the motion makes like such a real fucking line. I think it's like Mm -hmm. a cautionary tale to putting yourself through too much and not taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. and not taking care of your emotions and how you're feeling like here maybe in this breakup or you know just in life like I think it can be related to other things I do too um and so like I just really like I think that this song with the lyrics it can help you get through something Mm -hmm. you know like if you're having an issue with someone that you like really don't like at work or something like I hope you find somebody that's not me like get out of my face I'm Mm -hmm. you know I don't need to interact with you or something you know and it can just really I, I don't know I find it really validating yeah it is very validating yeah and I will say even like in the chorus with like the la la la's which we love us some la la la's like that's very bts to me yeah um but oh oh like I just mm, it it sounds so good so even though it has this kind of like angsty like I hope you find somebody Mm -hmm. you know um it's still very pretty. Even you know? those O's kind are of... a little bit like, what am I going to do type of thing? Like right. in this situation as my mind is racing, like yeah. along with the prettiness of the production, I feel like even they like have lyrical contribution. Right. So yeah, like it's a, I, it's I really a like song. it. Yeah, yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. Um, I think it works really well too coming off of hate you. Yeah. I feel like somebody is that part of the breakup where you're a little bit more accepting that things weren't meant to be and you're wishing this other person well. Yeah. You know? Totally. But there's still a little bit of disdain, a little bit of angst, like, mm-hmm. okay, I hope you find someone His else. His wish of hating you kind of started to come true a little bit. Right. You know, he started to access that. Yeah. And I, I do see there like a little bit of that progression with the album still. So yeah, mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. So next on the album is Too Sad to Dance. For producers and songwriters, we only have David Stewart. And I'm so sorry, David Stewart, but Too Sad to Dance, I will say, is probably my least favorite song. It makes me too sad to listen to the whole song. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It, It gives us a little bit of permission to dance vibes like I feel like it could be a permission to dance part two they should have named it that yeah PTD part two only PTD was more happy yeah too sad to dance has a happy beat but sad lyrics and sad message right so it's kind of a little confusing in that but in the the production we have this strumming casual guitar that is very repetitive it is constant it is mm-hmm. constant in this song, mm-hmm. that guitar. The production is very one note, just this guitar with some whistling over it. And the song kind of ends somewhat abrupt, abruptly, like there's yeah. no real outro. It just kind of fades out, right. just ends. It doesn't even fade out. It just, it just stops. Yeah, yeah like it's just that melody that the guitar is playing over and over and it just kind of starts and ends right. Yeah, without any change up. It really. feels like a little unrefined, like someone yeah. who they've been playing the guitar for a year or so and they're just sitting strumming out a song yeah. casually. Like it doesn't feel like too much effort was put into this production to like, like kind of what I said earlier with Standing Next to You totally lives up to the potential and the ability that Jungkook as an artist and musician has. Mm-hmm. Like this song doesn't live up to what Jungkook can deliver. Right. Like it almost doesn't feel good enough for him. And it's I mean I, I don't know yeah. if that's too harsh to say, but no, I, don't think so. I feel like it doesn't do him justice of like a type of song he could have delivered. Yeah. 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 
it, the emotions in this song are kind of conflicting too because you're just like are we happy are we sad are we carefree disillusioned like the lyrics just don't match the upbeat production vibe and Kayla you're like what mood do I need to be in to listen really? to this song like for so many of the of, so well okay for so many of these other songs, we have been like, oh, I'm on a beach dancing or I'm driving with the windows down. Like, mm-hmm. I know what emotion I want to feel and that's why I want to put the song on. Mm-hmm. And there's, I just can't imagine a time where I'll be like, I need to listen to Too Sad to Dance. Yeah. Like, when yeah. am I putting this song on? Yeah. Yeah. Did so, I tell you what my nephew said? What? Brittany, Brittany was in the car um, yeah. with Ben, my nephew. And Brittany's like, he's... He's too sad to dance, and Ben's like, "Yeah, I've gathered that." Like he was <laughs> like, "I've I've gathered that yeah, he they, is too sad to dance." They only said it four hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if there's any misses on this album, this song is the miss for for me. I think for both of us, yeah. like we could praise so many other songs on this album and think that the rest of it's incredible, and right. this song was just a bit disappointing and maybe like it is, a yeah. skippable one. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a skippable one. Yeah. So just a little bit about the lyrics. It is a narrative style which is a bit different for this album like he doesn't really narrate throughout the songs of like events that are happening but that's how this one is and it's the specific events as someone is trying to get over a breakup basically keeping themselves occupied with partying so they feel really lonely and they're coping with alcohol and they're like waiting by the phone to hear from this person and by the end of the song they're reassured by like their friends and like their their parents that they can make it on their own with the lyrics you can walk the walk and talk the talk on your own yeah Yeah, even more permission to dance yeah 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 Yeah. man if you're wanting to listen to like a going out get drunk try to forget about the pain I'm feeling like that's like crazy. Like that's where I go to. That's Literally, more the vibe. this song is like. I mean, like crazy. Like this song makes me want to listen to like crazy. Yeah. Totally. Like I had to go listen to it after <laughs> because that's the song that you need to get into that's that kind vibe. Of more, yeah, that's kind of more the vibe. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure. So sorry, sorry, Jungkook for that one. And maybe it was the guitar, but we initially kind of thought, oh, is this the song that Ed Sheeran? worked on yeah it felt like Ed Sheeran. So heavy. Yeah. it totally did and then we looked at like who produced mm-hmm. on the other songs yeah. and we're like oh I guess it's not that one yeah he worked on yes or no we mm-hmm. should have known Ed Sheeran would have done better better right, than that right, yeah right. yeah okay so next on the album is a shot glass of tears for producers and songwriters this is David Stewart Jessica Agambar and then uh, Michael Pollack and Hine so production and vibe and style of this song, there's again a soft piano and the instrumental is very stripped down and it really lets Jungkook's voice shine in the best way. And then the song really builds as it goes. Like it does start off strong as a ballad, but there's a lot of build that happens um, into the chorus, the bass and bound background vocals kind of come in and mm-hmm. it just hits really hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really beautiful. I feel like Hate You was a, a, like a, a really soft ballad, and I feel like this Shot Glass of Tears is like more of a true ballad with more of those powerful vocals coming through. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's everything I was hoping for. Ever since we got the track list and I saw that song title, I'm like, that's a fucking ballad. Yeah. If that's not a ballad, 
salad, then I don't know anything. Yeah. And man, like it totally is. It's everything. It lived I up wanted. to that for sure. T- completely. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like the high note that in the in the lyrics that he has for tears and cheers is pretty damn infectious. Mm-hmm. And it seems really hopeful. Yeah. Like you're maybe putting your glass up at that time and you know, mm-hmm. you're looking ahead. And the breathier vocals are just really, really great too. Like the it has the contrast between the breathier vocals and the powerhouse between the verses and the chorus and that contributes to the build of the song also Mm -hmm. so so fantastic and then the yeah the ad lib oz also give a very like unified unison moment you can envision like people in a bar together raising a glass together and like cheersing to the hardships of life and Uh that they're getting through it and that they're you know they're turning it into something absolutely that's totally what it is i feel shot glass to tears like it the sentiment of it really is like I'm still sad but I have to find a way to carry on and this song is very much of a carry on totally a carry on sound yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and that you can that you can yeah 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 it reminds me a little bit of we are young by fun yeah and it has that really unified bar feel I don't know how to explain it like you're just like singing in unison at a bar with you know everyone and you all are just like life goes on like we got to carry on yeah 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 Yeah. life goes on but yeah I know oh my god I listened to life goes on on the way home from Branson oh yeah I just got all my feels I just that's such a good song that whole album B is just incredible god um well yeah I I really really love the production of this song Mm -hmm. this is one of my top songs on the album for sure me too just off of sound I Mm -hmm. mean and I on top of that the lyrics I think are incredible I think it is one of the best songs on the album for sure it's up there lyrics it's very much being stuck and numb from a breakup. He's still kind of going through this, the the hardship of getting over a breakup. He talks about happiness feeling so far away, but the song still seems very hopeful. It's getting over it, and as a listener, you're kind of getting through it with him. Mm-hmm. And he continually asks when I'm going to feel better or when I'm going to heal again. And there's a little bit of hope that's instilled in that. He's clearly not there yet, but there's a sentiment of it will eventually get better. Yeah, it totally you'll, will. You'll feel happy again someday. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that really comes through with the the line where he says, I got these diamonds are running down my face and I'm not going to let them go to waste. I feel like those lyrics are so empowering to like let yourself feel that raw emotion and vulnerability of crying and knowing that like you can come out of it stronger than those tears are worth something. Yeah. They're valuable. They are valuable because it's the hardships in life that really the enduring that we have to go through mm-hmm. it, it, there's development, there's personal growth. What are you going to learn there. from this? What right. are you going to take from this? How are you going to move on in the future and change and become better? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what like this song there's is such value. an opportunity so for. Much value in that. So much value in that. Yeah. Those you diamond know. tears. Those diamond tears. And I love oh. like just the reassurance that like the crying is okay and that the crying is necessary mm-hmm. and that like you can be cheersing to the hardships while also looking forward to the future mm-hmm. through that, you know? Yeah. It's just so such a wonderful message it is a wonderful message I think that's what makes this song so great too but you know also just that true ballad ah yeah in this sense of unity yeah totally I absolutely love it me too yeah me too 
Uh, and then the album ends with the clean version of Seven. So a little whiplash, honestly. <laughs> like, if you're listening through the album, you're like, shot glass full of tears. You're like, yes, like life, you know, you're feeling that like life is, life is going to continue on. It'll right. get better. Right. And then it's, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, complete fucking bop at least it's the clean version so we're like a li- we're feeling the love at least there's love involved right yeah. right. right there's love involved on this half of yeah. the yeah totally Well, overall, let's wrap up with our overall thoughts on this album. I mean, I really grew on me. Like, I feel like it had to grow on me a bit, but really I just needed more time to internalize the songs, listen through them, listen to the lyrics, think about the production. And uh, now I absolutely love this album. There's so many songs that I want to go back and listen to all the time, songs that are always going through my head. And I'm really, really proud of Jungkook for like what he's done here i'm so excited to see like his performance in soul and how he puts together that set list i'm so excited to see the jimmy fallon performance whenever that comes out we've Um, seen that i heart the uh, i heart Heart radio Mm -hmm. performance oh my goodness incredible that was really like jaw-dropping and also like a true moment of like oh jungkook really could be like a solo performer like he he's so charismatic so talented um yeah like yoongi had said like oh we finally have our 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 asian Asian pop pop star star. right here this is the asian pop star that's going to dominate the west and he was like about time basically about time i mean like i feel like with this album jungkook has really set him up to do that Mm -hmm. he said i want to make this happen and i think he's going to make it happen Mm -hmm. i there's so many songs here that i feel like could become top radio hits and like as they should be like they're just fucking phenomenal like excellent work excellent work from Jungkook lots of truly excellent songs on this album that I could so see being on the radio and being loved by not only ARMY but the general public too that's another point is that I don't think that this is an album just for ARMY Mm -hmm. this is an album for anyone which Mm -hmm. I mean that is what like the core of pop music is supposed to be an album for anyone that you know just any listener could Mm -hmm. appreciate and I love that as ARMY even though it's not like he wrote these lyrics we're able to appreciate this album to such a depth and I feel that you know the casual listener on the radio will hear these songs and also really love them yeah and I love that we can have that overlap yeah me too it's golden it's golden oh my gosh it really is I would say top songs in the album for me standing next to you oh yes um shot glass full of tears yes seven is still up there yes uh yes or no i know is up there for me mm-hmm. and somebody's up there too yeah and then like i i i still like 3d a lot i just don't prefer jack harlow's verse right at all but the rest of the song incredible yeah i'd yeah. agree with that yeah. yeah all of my favorite songs start with us <laughs> i thought it was so weird i was like my favorite songs are all the ones that start with us so yeah shot glass of tears yeah. standing next to you somebody in seven yeah so good Mm. so good Mm. what a great album definitely one that we'll be listening to in longevity and now i feel like i need a mega playlist of all of bts's solo work now that i have solo work from every single member and i just want to put all of their music on shuffle me too yeah Um, cannot wait yeah 
So we hope that you guys appreciated this episode and enjoyed what we had to say about Jungkook's Golden Album. We would love to hear your thoughts too, so make sure you get in our Instagram comments whenever we post about the episode so we can see what you thought about the album and come to the next Iconic Hangout um, next month so we can all talk about it together as well. Yes, and stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to talk about these performances because standing next to you, I'm dying to talk yes, about. Yes, we cannot wait. Choreo, the, the music stage video. presence, the music videos, performance on Jimmy Fallon. Everything. I have a radio performance. I mean, yes. We're everything. talking about it all. We cannot wait. So <sighs> be looking forward to that probably next week but because we just can't control ourselves. Right. We have to talk about Jungkook. Right, right, right. But we do want to say a special thanks to our supporters on Patreon, especially our VIP Iconics, Eileen, Michelle, Holly, Meg, Rachel, Robin, and Deja. Thank you guys so much for all of your love and support. Yes, thank we appreciate you. you so much. And if you enjoyed this episode, let us know through writing reviews and again on Instagram and you can find links for all of the things in the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS. Thank you.